0: Take your Bibles with me and turn to Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1. Now I need your help this morning, so if you are awake, I need you to move your arm a little bit, okay? How many of you like free things? Anybody like free things? Okay. Anybody not like free things? Raise your hand. Okay, good. All right. At least we're in the company of the same type of people here. We like free things all the time. But why do we like getting free things? Why do we like getting free things? We like getting free things, I believe this, because we gain something without paying for it. Okay? Okay. Duh, Pastor Yeomans. That's the definition of free. You get something without paying for it. That is 100% correct. We go to Costco, and guess what we do at Costco? We spend a lot of money. But you know what we do while we're at Costco? We taste test. Guess what? We're going to spend a whole whack of money at Costco, and they're going to actually get their money for all the taste testing. But we feel like we're getting something. We go and eat dinner in there sometimes. It's craziness. We'll eat dinner in there, and we'll spend a lot of time in there, and we'll do all these taste tests and all these different things, because we like getting things for free. We like to gain something that we don't have to pay for. We all like to gain things, don't we? We, we, don't, want, we don't want to go backwards. We always like to go forward. We like to gain things. But you often can't gain something unless you lose something, right? Right? Think about it with me, okay? So if I'm going to gain a new iPad, guess what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to lose some money on it, right? Well, you say, well, that makes, uh, that you, you, that's the trade-off. Yes, you're exactly correct. And that's the wonderful thing about free is you don't have to lose something in order to gain it. Getting something free is gaining something without losing it. But there's a problem with getting something for free. There's a problem with it. Here's the problem. The problem is we don't value it, do we? I know lots of people growing up that had uh, nicer trucks than I did. I had a 1986 F-150. It was a horrible truck. It was terrible. But guess what? I had to pay for every piece of that truck. Gas, insurance, upkeep. All the things that you had to do to keep a truck is what I had to pay. Other people that I went to school with, their parents paid for everything. Guess what? They didn't care near about as much as their truck as, they did about, as I did about mine. And mine was a piece of junk because I had to pay for it. You see, when you get something for free, you often you don't value it. If it does not cost us something, we don't value it very much. Value is added when we pay for it. But guess what? I think value is added when someone we love pays for it. So let me give you an instance. I have a lot of things that are valuable to me that I did not pay for. This Bible is one of them. Some of you will remember, Pastor Stone gave me this Bible when I transitioned in as pastor here at Bible Baptist. Listen, I didn't pay for this Bible, but it's very valuable to me. I have a gun that my grandpa gave me, very, very valuable to me. Some of you probably have sheets of paper that are absolutely worthless, but your kids gave them to you. Guess what they become? They become very, very valuable. And so there's some interesting things here that we have to think of. So let me ask you this morning, how valuable is peace to you? How valuable is peace to you. We've been talking about peace, we've been looking at a series entitled In Pursuit of Peace, but how valuable is peace? Listen, if peace is valuable to you, you will have to pay the price. You will have to pay the price. So I want to give you a message that I've entitled this morning, The Price of Peace. The Price of Peace. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer and we'll begin. Father, thank you so much for this day and for this opportunity that you've given us to be here this morning. Thank you for the opportunity uh, to meet in church physically and be able to sing together and worship together and, and now look at your word together. Father, I pray that it would be something that would be beneficial to us, that it would help us, help us to understand the price of peace and all that it entails. Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The price of peace. Well, you may be thinking to yourself, how can there be a price to peace? How can there be a price to peace? I see. I don't seem to have to pay anything to get peace in my life. And the disciples last week didn't really seem to have to pay anything to uh, get their peace. And the maniac of Gadara didn't have to seem to put anything out to get their, his peace. But what is the price of peace? You might be asking yourself, well, how expensive is it? My wife will come home from shopping and my wife hasn't done this in a long time. But she'll say, hey, I bought a new dress. And I'll say, well, how much was it? And she will say, well, it's a beautiful dress. I don't care if it's beautiful. I want to know how much it was. She says, it was 50% off. I don't care how much percentage it was off. How much did you spend? And then she'll give me the (laughs) pre-tax. Then I'll have to do the calculation and figure out how much it was total. Listen, I want to know how much, how expensive is it? Well, I want you to brace yourself because it's more expensive than you think. Peace is more expensive than you think. The payment for peace is found in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Most of you will know this verse. The Bible says this, for the wages of sin is what? Death. I want to propose to you this morning that the price of peace is death. Now, before you get ahead of me and you say, Pastor Yeomans, that does not say anything about peace. You're correct. But follow me with you. Follow me all the way through this message, and I will hope to prove something to you. Sin separates us from God. Would you all agree with that? Sin separates us from God. It was from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, they were separated from a walking relationship with God. And so no longer do they have that walking relationship with God because of their first sin. Sin has separated them, Isaiah 59 and verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. So understand, sin separates you from God. Another verse here, Isaiah 48, 22. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. So where there is wickedness, understand, hear me now, there is no peace. Because listen, you cannot have peace with God when sin is present in your life. You understand that? When sin has separated you from God, you are wicked, you are vile, and there is no peace between you and God. So, for lack of a better term, because of sin, we are enemies with God. When you're an enemy, do you have peace with God? No. If you're an enemy, you don't have peace. You are warring, Colossians 1, 21, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. James 4, 4, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I think we can easily suffice it to say that because of sin, we have no peace with God. We understand that the wages of sin is death. So if A plus B equals C, and I'm going to say that wrong. If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. And you may not fully agree with that statement, but I want to propose to you again that the the price of peace is death and i'll prove that to you there are few options that we can deal with this price you go around today and you have to ask what is the option for payment can i use cash how many of you still use cash you're great people i never use cash ever I can't stand it in my pocket. I can't stand it in my wallet. It's too big for my, my pocket in the back, and I sit on it, and it hurts my back because I'm old. <laughs> okay, so you ask, can I use cash? And some people will say, no, you can't. And so you have a, another option. You can use debit or credit. I use my phone. It's wonderful. Just pull my phone out. I don't even have to touch anything other than my phone. And tap. There's all kinds of different options to pay for things. So number one, there are a few options. Number one, you can try to pay for peace personally. You can try to pay for peace personally. Remember the good old days when you could go to restaurants with friends? Seems like so long ago, doesn't it? Have you ever been out with friends at a restaurant and someone tries to pay for your meal? I don't know if you've ever had that happen, but I have. We would often go out with my in-laws when we lived in Ajax, and they would always try to pay for my meal. And I would always remember uh, uh, fighting him at the table when the check came. No, no, I'll get this one. No, I'll get this one. No, you got the one. this one last time. And we begin fighting over the bill. Finally, he got a little wise to that, and he would go up and use the washroom. And he would pay for our meal. Well, it didn't take me very long. I figured that out. And so I would go use the washroom or see my kids going somewhere and get up and go get them and pay for the meal or talk to the waitress as we got in. Listen, I wanted to pay for something personally. Do you know why? Because I didn't want to leech off of my in-laws. I wanted to show them and I wanted to prove to them that I was my own man. Listen, I appreciate it. I'm so glad that we get to go out to eat with you guys. But you don't need to pay for everything every single time. I wanted to be my own man. I wanted to make my own way. I wanted to do our own thing. Sometimes we think this way in terms of our peace with God. Sometimes we think, hey, God, I'm my own man. I want to pay for my peace with you on my own. However, trying to pay the price personally will result in an eternal debt. Trying to pay the price personally will result in eternal debt. No matter what you try, no matter how hard you try, you will never be able to fully pay your debt. There's a song. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. Listen, you cannot pay for peace with God on your own. You can try, listen, you can die and go to hell for eternity. Guess what? That still does not pay your debt. It is an eternal debt. It never stops. It continues forever. We are separated from God because of sin. We are enemies with God because of sin. And so there is nothing we can do to gain peace again with God. Even if we die, the price The price of peace, Pastor Yeomans, that's what you said. Even if we die, we don't gain peace with God. You see, there are all kinds of people looking for peace, but they are unable to find it. They're looking for it in all the wrong places. They're looking for it, trying to understand how are they going to gain peace with God. They're working hard for it. They're fulfilling catechisms. They're killing the infidels. They're doing all kinds of things to prove that they can have peace with God, but it's an eternal debt that they can never pay. They're trying to get it on their own. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, a verse you all know, I'm sure, for all have sinned and come what? Short. Short. Short of the glory of God. Listen, you can try. You can do all you possibly can. Physically, humanly possible. You can do everything that you want. But guess what? You always come up short. You never have enough funds. You can never make it on your own. You can never have peace with God on your own. Because of sin, we can never experience peace with God on our own. So listen, you can try to pay for it personally. And people do all the time. You have that option. That is an option for you to pay for peace personally. But it will only result in an eternal debt. Or you can take the second option. The second option is, excuse me, that's the third option. second option is peace already paid. Peace already paid. You know what I call this? The prepaid option. The prepaid option colossians chapter one i hope you're there colossians chapter one and look at verse 19 with me this is speaking of jesus christ you can see that in the previous verses most specifically verse 13 but you can see in verse 19 for it pleased the father that in him in jesus should all fullness dwell now watch And having made peace, look, through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And then he says, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. We read that. Yet now hath he reconciled. Guess what? Your accounts are completely reconciled. Oh, that is such a wonderful feeling. Man, if you look at your financial status right now and you have any amount of debt, guess what you want? You want it to be reconciled. You want it to be taken care of. You want it to be plumbed up. You want it to be in the black, not the red. You want it all equal. Guess what Jesus did? He prepaid for you. He prepaid for me. He prepaid for every person in the entire world. The prepaid option its peace already paid. Because of Jesus Christ, we can have peace with God. Look at verse 20 again and having made peace. Having made peace, this makes Jesus what? A peacemaker. A peacemaker. Jesus came to make peace between you and God and between me and God. Between God and us, you realize that because of sin, we are separated from God. And we have no peace with God. But because of the prepaid option, because of Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to have peace. Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of faith, right? We talked about faith and peace. Because of faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's who it's through. The only way we can have peace with God is through the spotless Lamb of God. Listen, you can try to pay for it on your own. But wouldn't it be wise to pay for it through the prepaid option? Allow Jesus Christ to pay for it for you except that he's already paid for it? Again, going back to my father-in-law, I would fight him even afterwards. I'd say, please, let me just give you $20 for it. Let me pay the tip. Let me do something. And he would constantly say no. And I remember the day I was talking to my mom, and I was telling her about a similar story. You know what she would say to me? You need to learn how to accept a gift. I didn't want to hear that she's right. And so now, anytime anybody gives me something free, no, I'm just kidding, I still struggle with it. I still struggle with accepting something because I, again, I want to prove that to myself. But guess what Jesus Christ did? He died on the cross for my sins. He made peace with God for me. And guess what I had to do? I had to accept it. His watch now, his death allowed peace for my soul. Between me and God, the price of peace is death. Sin had to be paid for. You can choose the prepaid option. Jesus made peace with God on your behalf through his shed blood on the cross. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no remission. You see, there is complete and utter importance in the death of Jesus Christ because he reconciled us to God and then God to us. The death of Jesus Christ, when he was placed on the cross and he said, it is finished. It's all paid up. It's all done. Amen? Amen. You see, there's a feeling that you'll never have to know. You'll never have to know Jesus being his having his back turned on him by God. God turning his back on him. You realize that you'll never have to know that feeling if, you're, if you know Jesus Christ. You realize that you'll never have to pay the debt, the eternal debt. You'll never have to be sent to hell and have God's back turned on you and cast into outer darkness forever and ever and ever. You'll never have to experience that because of the price already paid. It's already paid. The death death of Jesus Christ has made us peace. In fact, we are no longer enemies of God. We can be children of God. What a stark contrast. This peace becomes extremely valuable when you realize how much God loves you. Right? It was free to us, correct? Correct? We didn't have to pay a dime for it. We didn't have to work hard for it. We didn't have to do anything for it. But guess what? It becomes more and more and more and more valuable. You can tell by the response that's given out here today. It becomes more value when you realize how much God loves you. Man, a simple thing, just like somebody dying for you. Not really that simple, is it? But when Jesus came to this earth it showed it manifested the love of god first john chapter four manifested god's love to us it showed his love and the more you realize the more valuable it becomes listen i was four years old when i got saved and i realized that i i needed a savior I realized that I was a sinner and I deserved to go to hell and I wanted to change my ways. I wanted to repent of the way that I was headed and turn and go a different direction. And no, I didn't become sinless at that moment, but man, I wanted to be. But guess what? I'm 31 years old today. And guess what? I'm realizing the the weight of that decision, the value of that decision far more today than I did when I was four years old. Because of love. Because the love of God came. It becomes extremely valuable when you realize how much God loves you. And it becomes extremely invaluable when you understand the price that was paid. Man, I know. I know for certain there have been times in my life when someone bought me something or gave me something that cost them a lot. It humbles me. Listen, God gave his only begotten son for you. But guess what? He came because he loves you. And he came because he wanted to make peace with you and God. Listen, the price of peace is death. The death of Jesus Christ. That's the only way to gain peace. But guess what? The story doesn't end there. With the prepaid option, when you go with the prepaid option, you are automatically, you are automatically entered into the subscription of peace. The subscription of peace. I want you to see number three, pursuing persistent peace. Pursuing persistent peace, all right? And so I want you to think about this. This is what I call the subscription model. There's subscription models all over the place today, and some of you may have no idea about them. Listen, you can get your groceries on a subscription model. They will deliver them to your home every week. You pay a certain amount of money every month or every week, whenever it comes in, and you receive a good, a product, or a service for that subscription. There's a shaving subscription. I don't subscribe to it because I don't shave. There's software subscriptions. The church subscribes to a lot of different software things now. Adobe, Premiere, and all kinds of different things. Uh, Microsoft 365, we, we subscribe to all kinds of different things. And guess what? Every single month we pay a sum and we receive a service for it. There's a subscription model. If you will, it's a continual, ongoing subscription And so when we trust Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and we take the prepaid option, we receive the added benefit of being continually subscribed to peace. We now have access to chronic peace. But guess what? We must pay for daily peace. Not peace with God that's already been paid for. But daily personal peace. Look at Psalm 34 verse 14. It will be on the screen there for you. Depart from evil and what? Do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Guess what? The price of peace is death. So look at what this verse says. It says, depart from evil and do good. To seek peace means to depart from evil and do good. Listen, if we are going to live a life of peace, we are going to have to obey God. Let me say that again. If we are going to live a life of peace, we are going to have to obey God. Departing from evil. Many of us are looking for peace. We want peace in our lives. When we circumstances are frustrating and, and all kinds of different things are going on in our world. And listen, we want peace. Peace And listen, we're looking for it in all kinds of different places. We've talked about this a little bit. Some people look for it in a bottle. Some people look for it in their spouse. Some people look for it in drugs. Some people look for it in money. Some people look for it in a government. Some people look for it in all kinds of different places. Listen, the only place you're ever going to find peace is in God. But hold on. You might even be looking for peace from God. You might even be looking in the right place for peace, but you still aren't experiencing peace. Perhaps we aren't experiencing peace because of the way we're living our lives. Now hear me out. If you live your life the way that you want to, you live your life in the flesh, guess what? You are never going to have peace. You are never going to experience the power of peace. Colossians chapter 1, or excuse me, chapter 3, verse 1 through 7 puts it this way. We've talked about Jesus Christ being the peacemaker in Colossians chapter 1. Look at Colossians chapter 3. If ye then be risen with Christ... If ye then be risen with Christ, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you're going to rise with him again someday, watch this now. Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Look at verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are what? Dead. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is also our life, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Look at verse 5. Mortify therefore. Does anybody know what the term mortify means? It means put to death. Mortify therefore what? Your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things' sake the wrath of God come on the children of disobedience. You were enemies in the which ye also walked sometime. When you lived in there, and it continues, but now also put off all these anger, wrath, malice. It just continues. I want to submit to you again this morning that in order to gain peace every single day in your life, you will have to die daily. You have to put your flesh aside. And you are going to have to put on the new man. Put off the old man and put on the new man. If you are a child of God, we must mortify or put to death our flesh. You see, here's the problem. We often look for enjoyment in all kinds of different places. We look for satisfaction in the things of this world. We look for satisfaction in our social media. So, Some of you are on social media, and some of you look for satisfaction in that. Whether it's just looking through your videos, watching something, you're looking for satisfaction. That's the last thing or the first thing you do every day or the most time you spend every day. Some of you might be looking for satisfaction on YouTube videos or in the music you listen to or in the television shows you watch. You're just looking for satisfaction in something to that extent. Here's what happens. We get all wrapped up in these things. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life. Why? That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. You see, we get entangled in the affairs of this life. We get all wrapped up and we sit here and we wonder, why don't I have peace? I had a quote shared with me a couple of weeks ago. I think it's worthy of writing down. You can't expect God to be the source of your peace if the world is the source of your satisfaction. You cannot expect God to be the source of your peace if the world is the source of your satisfaction. So listen, you're going to walk around, you're going to try and do all the things that you want to do, and you're going to look for peace and tranquility and and just a little bit of satisfaction in all of those things. But what are you doing? You're forgetting about the source of peace. And so guess what you must do? You must mortify your members. You must put to death your members and you must put on the new man which is created in the image of him, of Jesus Christ. It is him who we must put on. Mortify your members. When God is your satisfaction, you will be subscribed and experiencing persistent peace. I want you to understand that peace Peace has a price. Peace has a price. So let me ask you. Do you want to experience peace with God for eternity? Then the only option is the prepaid option. Listen, I I think I know everyone here, but maybe there's someone here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior this morning. You've never experienced the peace of God. Can I challenge you to come today? And experience that peace. Trust in Jesus. Do you want to experience peace every single day of your life? Do you want Jesus to be present in your life? Do you want him to take control of the storm? Do you want him to carry you through while you're going to have to die to self? And look unto Jesus. Jesus. The author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. For consider him, lest ye be wearied and faint in your own minds. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 3. Listen, you must look to Jesus. But listen, when you're looking to fulfill your own flesh, when you're looking to fulfill your desires, when you're looking to do what you want to do, listen, you will not have peace. So my challenge to you is very simple. What are you willing to pay for peace? Some of you have taken the things that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, and you thought, I'm going to take these things to Jesus. And you have, and you've experienced peace. Some of you may have thought, just not experiencing the peace that I had so desired. I was at church this Sunday. Uh, I watched online. I watched even Sunday night online, and I just, I just am not experiencing the peace. Well, can I ask you this question? Maybe it's time you refocused on God. Maybe it's time we take our eyes off of what we want to do and refocus on who He is. He's already paid for peace. Maybe it's time we refocus on him and run to Jesus. Mortify our members, our flesh. Listen, the price of peace is death. How important is peace to you? Listen to me. When you experience it and you see it, it will become very, very valuable. You will know a peace that passes all understanding and it will keep your hearts and minds. But so often we want to hold on to all the other things because we think those are valuable. But if you want to pursue persistent peace, we're going to have to die. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day for this opportunity that we have. Father, this thought, this message has been a conviction to me. Father, there are all kinds of things that I waste my time on. There are all kinds of things that I should be putting aside to have a better relationship with you. So I want to thank you If that's the only thing that's ever gotten out of this message, I want to thank you for it. Father, if there's one here today that does not know you as personal Savior, that I pray today would be that day where they experience peace between you and them. Father, your word, your will, and your way would be done with their lives. Father, for those of us who know you as personal Savior already, our eternal peace is set We have peace with you, Father. I pray that we would subscribe to peace. That we would hold your ways in esteem and, Father, push ours aside. I pray that we would see you working and through us. And, Father, we would experience that peace that passes all understanding. We pray all these things in your name.